what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop Wednesday, NBA Slate. I am your host, Sean Little, and we're presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. If it's Wednesday, you know who's with me. AC, Albert, Wynn, and, of course, J-Money is money. If you haven't already, go download the Action Network app. Go subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. If you're listening to this pod, go check out the videos you get the facial expressions. You get the reactions to some of these takes. Go subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Go download the Action Network app. You know how we get down. We give the play. We give the cap. We get you guys out of here in a hurry. AC Analytics Cappers got two plays for us for the Wednesday slate. Talk to me. Man, Sean, you said buckets with some power there on that last one. Hey, I'm going to go with – Let's keep it going. Let's keep it yeah. going. I'm going to go Spurs first half minus two, and I'm going to go Hawks full game minus two and a half. J Money is money. Your best bet for the Wednesday NBA slate. You mean a Raptors team total under 113 and a half. All right. I'm going to go Heat Thunder over 234 and a half down in Miami. All right. AC, I'm coming right back to you. Break down these two plays. For us, as I mentioned, we're coming off a three and zero buckets today. As we record this on Tuesday, Matt Moore, Jay Money, and Watts went three and zero. Three great plays. Let's try to back it up with some more winners. Talk to me about why you're backing the Spurs, and talk to me about why you're backing the Hawks. Going back to the well on the Hawks, man, guys, this is an ugly, ugly game. We're talking about the five and thirty Spurs traveling to the three and thirty-three Detroit Pistons, two of the worst teams in the history of the league. But Detroit is without Isaiah Stewart. Detroit is without Kate Cunningham. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. They just blew it tonight. I think they were up twenty and lost by twenty, all in a half. Like that is some really, really bad stuff. I know the Spurs have had a couple days off, so they have the rest advantage, which is something we talk about all the time on this pod. But I like how they've been playing. Just looking at their recent history, even though they've lost five in a row, they've covered three straight. That includes at Cleveland, at Memphis, and then they covered against Milwaukee, where they almost had a chance to beat the Bucks. right? So I think the Spurs are playing a little better. I like their talent a lot more without Kate Cunningham on Detroit right now. So give me the Spurs. I think they're going to manhandle the glass without Isaiah Stewart. And I think with all the, the extra opportunities, then the fact that they run, they play really fast. I like the Spurs to come out in the first half. J-Money is money. Any thoughts on the first half for the Spurs? 
Not many thoughts on this game. Obviously, I mean, it's, it's the game of the night, right? So uh, two of the best teams in the league here. All right. But I was watching that Pistons game in their, in their game versus the Sacramento Kings. And I mean, they came out and were hitting like almost every single three. This team has a high ceiling. They have good players. They've shown they can play good basketball. They just can't put things together for a full 48 minutes there, man. So I mean, really worried about the Pistons there. They just start to turn the ball over a ton. It's just not a game that I'm super interested in to be honest with you those are the type of games that i watch and learn from not really interested in betting but i know if ac's on it it's a good look so i'm rooting for spurs to come through in the first half yeah pistons on the back-to-back this would be a time for the spurs to get out in the first 24 minutes and make a little bit of noise i do respect ac a lot because he goes into waters a lot of people don't want to get into and sometimes (laughs) that's where the edges are at like, there's a Thanks. lot of money moving stuff around in some of these big marquee matchups. You know how many people are looking at the first half in the Pistons and Spurs? <laughs> Not many, right? So when AC goes and digs through and finds a spot, I got to back him. I'm with Jay here. So we'll see how it shakes. But keep that in mind when you're going through some of these numbers. I'm not a big money split guy and that type of thing and ticket splits, but – Those are the games that are getting more attention, more action. There's going to be different movement, different eyeballs, smart money, not smart money, public money, whatever it is. The less money in a game, the less variant stuff with the number moving around. And if you Mm -hmm. the book hangs a number that you think is either incorrect or you have an edge on, that's when you can jump on it. And I can tell you right now, there's not many people looking at the first half. So I salute out to AC for always looking at spots that – can have an edge, spooky or not. All right, talk to me about the second play, AC. We got Spurs first half. Talk to me about the Atlanta Hawks, minus two and a half. Another murky water play that cashed out last time AC gave it out. The Atlanta Hawks are still the worst cover in the NBA. Talk to me about why you like them here. Yeah, I'm going to do some more digging into the archives and pull out the Atlanta Hawks. They're eight and 27 against the spread, the worst record in the NBA. If you look at the previous two games, so we were on the Hawks against OKC last week, but then if you look at the two games after that, they were actually Hawks reads in my opinion. They were at Indiana and lost by 40. They were at Orlando, led the whole time, and then lost by seven. So this, to me, it should be right. When you do 500 games, in theory, a team should be 250 and 250 ATS, right? In theory, if Vegas got it right. But so I like the spot here for Atlanta. And I don't think Philadelphia without Joel Embiid is the same team. They're struggling without their MVP front runner. They've lost two straight New York and a really bad loss against Utah. But another big loss that no one really talks about doesn't really impact the line but definitely impacts the depth of Philadelphia as Robert Covington. He's also out too. So I think with all the wings and the athleticism for Atlanta, they would be able to take advantage of that. They are the lower seed here. They're only 14 and 21 overall going against one of the best teams and their favorite. So those are the type of spots I like. Yeah, Jay, talk to me, man. We got Morris getting minutes. He's getting starts without Joel out there, without Covington being available. Joel has been down a few games now. They've dropped both of them. How do you feel about this spot with J.C. going back to the well on the Hawks as a short favorite? Man, I hope AC cashes. That's probably the best thing that I could say about this game. It's just, it's just with me personally. 
I can't go anywhere near this Atlanta Hawks team. I was with my guy AC versus the Thunder. And I mean, this team just, I mean, they were led that game by 20 some points. We know that the Thunder got in at like 4.30 in the morning. I don't know what's going on with the Hawks, man. I don't know if it's DeJounte Murray about to get traded. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't, obviously, these guys don't like playing with Trey Young. I don't have many things good to say about the Hawks. So I'm just going to stop there. I'm going to say I hope that my guy AC cashes, but the Hawks are on the absolute hell no list for me. Yeah, the one thing here that I will say, I mean, yeah, it's it's similar to what I don't want to fade the Oklahoma City Thunder at any spot, and I don't really want to back the Atlanta Hawks at any spot. But like we said, AC went to the well last time against the Thunder mm-hmm. in particular and went and got a W. One thing is I don't like that Philly's coming off two straight losses. Nick Nurse is going to be in those boys' ass. That's one thing that I really – pushes me away from this game, but we'll see how it shakes. The Atlanta Hawks figure it out in spurts. Can they put 48 minutes together and get a W here? It's very possible, but like you said, they go up 10, lose by 15, up all game, lose by a dozen. We'll see how this matchup shakes with the Sixers. And I know no one likes to say anything negative about Tyrese Maxey, but I want that production to continue to to rock. It has slowed down a touch since the beginning of the season when he looked like there was talks that Philly don't even need to make any more moves. They got Maxi and Embiid. Let pack it up. They're going to be a top two team in the East, and that isn't necessarily the case right now. Let's see how it shakes down in Atlanta because Maxi should be able to run up and down and be free, wheelie dealy. Dejounte Murray, Trey Young. I think a, a, one last quote on this this matchup. A lot of talk about Dejounte Murray getting moved. About he's a flexible two way guard. If you watch DeJounte Murray closely, especially in Atlanta, he's not really interested in playing too much defense anymore as well. He left the defense back in San Antonio with Pop. So (laughs) go back and watch some recent DeJounte Murray basketball. That two-way stuff, put it like this, Trey Young has rubbed off on DeJounte Murray a little bit. He's trying not to get injured. Is that what it is? Is that what you think it is? Yeah, they don't care enough to play basketball like hard. He, DeJounte Murray is a hell of a defender. They just don't care right now. That's part of the reason why me personally, I'm not betting this game. So maybe AC will, will win. But like every time I even look towards the Hawks other than the OKC game, and they still tried to piss it away. They still yeah. tried to piss it away. I was watching that guy. I had a bunch of money on that game. Yeah. But I'm telling you what it is. DeJounte, he knows he's about to get traded, and he just doesn't want to get injured. But they do have Jalen Johnson back, so that's a bright spot. We know that the Hawks actually played good basketball early in the season while they had Jalen Johnson. Clint Capella is questionable here, and Trey Young is probable with right shoulder soreness. Sit out, so Trey. Actually, Sit out, Trey. I, was, I was just about to say, I'd actually like the Hawks if Trey Young sat here, to be honest yes. with you. Yeah, they missed DeAndre Hunter as well. That would be really interesting if Trey Young sat, and we would see some line movement on that as well. Stay tuned. Nobody likes Trey Young. (laughs) (laughs) The Hoopers don't like Trey Young. The Riders don't like Trey Young. The Buckets crew doesn't like Trey Young. It's a a nasty, nasty world out there for Trey Young, putting up 30 and 11 every night. Everybody hates him. It's crazy. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, J-Money is money. We're coming right back to you. Talk to me about 
the Raptors team total under 113 and a half. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of points that I like for this particular spot, but you have the Raptors here. First off, they're on a back-to-back. Now, they didn't have to travel anywhere because they're playing the Lakers the night before, but this will be the fifth straight road game for the Raptors on this road trip. They've been playing well with Quickly and R.J. Barrett coming over there. They've been playing a little bit faster as well, but in this particular spot, I think they run out of gas. I don't think you see those threes hidden like you saw in Golden State. This will be their eighth road game in their last nine games, so they've been traveling all over the place, playing in new arenas. Back to back third game in four nights fourth game in six nights you're going up against a tough defensive team in the LA Clippers the Clippers over the last five games have given up an average of 107 points and that's around the number that I feel like that they're going to hold the Raptors to in this particular game as well if the Raptors aren't running and gunning in the fast break and you can hold them to half court offense you can really stifle their offense in my opinion here so this is a spot where I love their team total to go under 113 and a half the Raptors might not touch 100 points in this game this especially coming off a heavy way battle versus the Lakers just really feel like they're really going to run out of gas their legs probably won't be there I don't see them hitting the shots that's why you see the Clippers land double digits here but I'm going to go the team total route I think that the under the full game under is going to catch some steam but I think that's mainly going to be on the Raptors not hitting jump shots I think this team total goes under by a ton here so give me the Raptors under their team total under 113 and a half AC J Money is money, is not worried about what uh, R.J. Barrett dropping 37 points there. Nice, just nonsense, he says. <laughs> Talk to me about this team total under 113.5. Yeah, the Clippers play awesome team defense, especially now with Terrence Mann in the, you know, in the starting lineup. It's a completely different – they have three-plus defenders, right, with Mann, PG, and Kawhi. And then if you look at their previous history, they just play the Phoenix Suns, who play zero defense and all offense – and they held Phoenix to 111. They held the Lakers to 106, and they held New Orleans to 95 in the last three games. We know that they struggled right off the bat after the Harden trade, but they've been balling ever since, and a lot of it is because of their defense. So I like it a lot. If Jay's on something, you know it's sharp, and you know Toronto coming off a second night of back-to-back, they're looking forward to coming back home. They've been on the road for Mm -hmm. so long. Yeah, that's always a look. Let's get back to the crib, man. We got new players. RJ Quick still trying to get settled in the new in the new spot. I think even as well as the Clippers have been playing defense, still a little underrated. Terrence Mann still an underrated defender. PG, of course, Kawhi. We know those guys get down. I still want to give James Harden his flowers. I think the Clippers are for real. If Jay Money is money doesn't think that the Thunder can compete in the Western Conference in the playoffs, I know the Clippers can't. I'm very confident that they're going to be there and be ready to make a real push. Will James show up in the playoffs? We will find out. But another thing about we can't figure out, we've talked about this all the time, we can't figure out the Atlanta Hawks and when to back them. At least Jay Money can't. AC is locked on the Hawks. I can't figure (laughs) out the Hawks either. But the Raptors I can't figure out. Offensively, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know the direction of the overall team in general. From night to night, it is very tough to peg those guys. But closing out a road trip, going against the the Clippers on a hefty number in that spot. The number right now is nine and a half, ten in some spots. This could get real ugly for the Toronto Raptors as they just try to get back home after the roster changes. Good spot for the Clippers to lock these boys up. All right, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to take over 234 and a half in the Heat-Thunder matchup. Jimmy Butler still out. Caleb Martin, doubtful. Kyle Lowry went out in the last game against Houston early. He played 16 minutes. He is also doubtful day-to-day. We got the Miami Heat day-to-day. 
day to day. Could be March, could be next week. We'll find out what shakes for Kyle Larry, but we'll see. I was really impressed with how Miami looked against the Rockets, who are a solid defensive squad. Two or three on the West Coast road trip, the Miami Heat go on. They just got off. They get back home and take care of business against the Rockets. I and Jay always talk about teams coming home after road trips. you got to handle a lot of personal business, and sometimes you can get caught off guard. I was really impressed with how they took care of business fresh off the road trip back home against a really good Rockets team. But that is a little suspect on the road, but still have been really solid on the defensive end. Lowry goes out. They have no other point guards on the roster. They still have 30 assists on 41 made buckets. The Miami Heat are super deep. Lowry went down, but he only had one assist. So that 20, those 29 other assists came from a plethora of other dudes, including Duncan Robinson. Go back and watch the film on this Heat Rockets game. Duncan Robinson was running the pick and roll with Bam Adebayo frequently. Yes, Duncan Robinson. So offensively, they looked really good. They were knocking down a lot of mid-range shots. Whatever Houston was giving them, they were taking it on offense and they were converting. Hero had 21 on 50, 50 from the floor, 50 from three. They scored 120 points and missed nine free throws. I like the also the situation that Miami puts themselves in in the first half against a young competing team like the Thunder, who's been competing all year. The Miami Heat in the first half, 21-11-2 ATS. Last 10, 7-3 ATS in the first half. So if they get out, the reason I'm bringing that up, if they get out, start playing really well as they have been in the first half in Miami, then I don't see the Oklahoma City Thunder fading away. This is a team that's not going to fold up. They'll continue to compete. And then if you look at the Thunder in the fourth quarter on the road, 12-4 and four to the over in just the, specifically the fourth frame. I expect Miami to continue to try to stack up Ws here, come out and compete against a really good Thunder team. They're short underdog. The number's actually moving. It was the, the Miami Heat opened plus three, went to three and a half, now sits at plus four as we record this. This is going to be a really competitive game. I like how deep Miami is, and I don't think the Thunder – go away here I see like a 125 119 type of game I don't know who wins I like it to go over 234 and a half AC how do you feel about this spot the Miami Heat are an interesting team but a lot of things scream the over here last 10 games Thunder 8 and 2 to the over if I go pull up some of just the overall total numbers here in this matchup a lot of the just standard Teams at home, let me, let me pull it up and I'll give you the exact number before I mess it up. The Thunder, on the total, Heat at home, 10-6 and six to the over. The Thunder on the road, 9-7 and seven to the over. Overall, the Thunder, 21-13-1 to the over. Both have been over squads as of late. I like how the Heat are playing ball offensively right now, even without Jimmy Butler, Jaime. Bucket, AC, how do you feel about this play over 234.5? Yeah, I guess the first thing I want to do is uh, I think Eric Spolstra is worth every penny, right? He just signed his huge eight-year, $120 million deal. You're naming all these guys that were undrafted, and they are doing amazing stuff in Miami. The second thing I want to say, when there is no Kyle Lowry, when there is no Jimmy Buckets, it's a different team. They're actually playing a lot faster. So a lot of their season-wide stats are not factual in this game. 
Because if you look at their pace of play, they're bottom five. If you look at their adjusted offensive rating, they're bottom five. But without buckets, without Lowry, they just run up and down and they let their shooters shoot, right? Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, just to name a few. And then on the other side, we know OKC has one of the most efficient offenses in the entire league. They rank top five in pace, top five in adjusted offensive rating. And they are coming off, I guess, a stretch. You could say they've been struggling a little bit. They've dropped two of the last three. They're probably going to really look to show out in this game because they know it's going to be fast. They know the pace is going to be high. and They don't have to worry about Jimmy Butler. So I do like the overlook here. I don't really have a read on the side, to be perfectly honest, but it's over and nothing for me. Jay, really quick here. This is the final of a four-game road trip for the Thunder. The only hesitation was for me, and I ended up overcoming that hesitation, was because maybe the Thunder will just try to get back home. They play Portland after the road trip. Maybe they come in a little sluggish here down in Miami and the Heat play Heat basketball and slow them up. But I think overall, they're going to try to close out the road trip strong and that pace that AC mentioned, they do play at a faster pace than Miami, and I like that. Go ahead and speed up Miami in Miami. Play your game, and I think this is what pushes it on. Yeah, it's the first game of a road home back-to-back. It's crazy because they come off the four-game road trip and then face the Blazers. But, I mean, they're not looking towards the Blazers, right? Last time they faced them, they beat them by 43 points. So I don't think they're worried about the Blazers. But they're 1-2 and two so far on this road trip. So I'm sure they want to close out with a win. I actually heavily lean toward the Thunder. Now, I'm not one of those guys that think the Thunder are like a real contending team. That's just me. I think that they're going to falter out, like especially when it comes to playoff basketball. I think their youth is really going to show. But there are uh, – a phenomenal regular season team. And I think this is the type of game that they show it. The only thing that you worry about is them guys being down on South Beach with a day off. Obviously, I mean, when you're from OKC and you're in South Beach, <laughs> I mean, it's just a lot different. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say. But I'm actually heavily lean to the Thunder here. There's still a few three and a halves out there. I'd be worried about that the Heat don't really have a point guard in this game. They still have Tyler Hero. It might be guys like Duncan Robinson, Josh Richardson, they can run it. But them not having a true point guard starting or coming off the bench, probably really going to come to bite them in the ass here i'd heavily lean to the thunder to get the job done by double digits in this game so no real looks on the total here but i'm really close to getting there with the oklahoma city thunder i think this is a game that they turn up versus the miami heat here all right that's going to do it for buckets to recap j money is money raptors team total under 113 and a half acs on the spurs first half minus two and the atlanta hawks full game minus two and a half i am on the heat thunder over 234 and a half we are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go lock in the plays we just gave you in the Action Network app. Go download it. Go subscribe to the YouTube page. Until next time, don't forget it. For AC, the analyst capper. For J Money is money. I am your host, Sean Little. And get buckets, baby. We'll see you all tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.